0: And the organ music ends. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Miller, and we're here with our uh, weekly Kuden radio podcast. So this is episode, what, 94. We're like six away from our 100-episode mark. Of course, we took a year and a half off, so... I'd probably be farther ahead if I uh, stayed focused on things. Anyway, we've got people signing in and all that kind of stuff. So, anyway, so uh, for those who, who missed it or didn't see the little slide thing that was up or whatever or you, you want to call it, right? Um, what we're going to focus on uh, during this uh, session is uh, taking a look at uh, this idea of warrior, right? And I'm going to uh, talk about the kanji, right, for this uh, this word, more uh, uh, martial, right? Boo. Right, that you find in uh, Budo, Bugeja, Bujutsu, that kind of thing, right? And that's typically just kind of seen as martial, right? Uh, but I want to take a look at how uh, that was introduced to me by several of my uh, uh, teachers, uh, senior Japanese teachers, Hatsumi Sensei, that kind of thing. But I also want to take a look at um, some things that I was taught regarding how a warrior carries themselves, right, and how that's kind of different from maybe the way a lot of people might think of it, or in all honesty, uh, some pretty disappointing stuff that I've seen lately, and I'm, I'm we're not going to talk about uh, who, what, when, where, whatever, but... Um, Anyway, we gonna just kind of convey this stuff and and share it and and talk about it, and and then we'll go from there, all right? Anyway, but let's go ahead and officially get started. So let me bring up – I should have James do this stuff. But either way, um, because he's on, right? He's that little face down in the corner, right? So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and officially get it started, and uh, I'll talk to you in just a minute. So the big question is this. How are self-defense and success-minded people like us Concerned citizens worried about protecting ourselves, our loved ones, and the things we care about from the monsters we know exist in the world. How do we train in a way that gives us the skills, knowledge, and understanding we need without becoming paranoid fighters or killers ourselves, and yet still allows us to be the hero protector the world needs us to be? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jeffrey Miller, and welcome to Kuden Radio, real training for real people in a real world. Excellent. All right. So uh, here we are. Right. And, um, actually, uh, James, you're, you're on, right? You're live. Yeah. We can, can everybody see him? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. All right. Awesome. Okay. So, um, James is one of my, one of my guys for most of you who have been uh, involved in the distance training program or if you're at the dojo or whatever distance training, uh, he's my admin assistant. He helps things flow, um, pretty seamlessly on that side unless we have like technical glitches and we have to get one of our, uh, one of our Geek Squad guys to kind of handle things, right? Uh, but he also comes in uh, to the dojo. How far away from the dojo do you live?
1: Mm, about an hour
0: drive time, about an hour. Got yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some dojo can't get people to travel fifteen freaking minutes to get to the, get to get to class. Anyway, we turn this away. I don't want anybody to think of like like I'm bragging or whatever. My kids got it. I just yeah. like because it keeps my stuff cold. Anyway, so. Um, when were you in class? Was it Friday or Saturday we had the discussion? Saturday. Saturday, okay. So, um, anyway, uh, James brought something to my attention that has happened in the past, but um, he, well, I think you thought it was funny, right? Um, <laughs> or at least very I interesting. Did. So, yeah, so um, why don't you convey uh, or just kind of tell this little story? I don't know if you can remember. The way you brought it up. But um, while it partly could be disconcerting, um, I don't know, we, we had a little chat about it. I thought this would be something uh, interesting to share because often people bring this stuff to my attention and um, they're worried that it's going to undermine me or what I'm doing or that I'm going to be concerned or whatever. And uh, that kind of led to the topic or the theme for, for this episode. But anyway, why don't, why don't you do this? I'm going to, um, you want to stay small or do you want me to like make you big or I don't know if there's a way to share both of our faces on here at the same time. Is there Hey, look, maybe <gasps> look at that. <laughs> Ta-da! Hey, nice, nice sweatshirt. I'm not even wearing, okay. our, I mean, I'm wearing our colors, but, um, <laughs> anyway. So yeah. So why don't you, uh, why don't you discuss the, the, the issue that you saw, well, I guess it's multiple issues. Yeah.
1: Well, I just took notices, uh, around social media, uh, mostly that, um, a lot of the topics that have been, uh, lately on either here in the podcast on Cutin or on, uh, mostly that some of the posts that have been made on Facebook that you've made and whatnot, uh, the topics and whatnot are, popping up other places uh same idea
0: uh pretty so much so they're not
1: sharing my stuff right it's not a shared thing but it's the same uh general concepts ideas or topics kind of thing is okay. you know is showing up other places with other people and it just seems it just seems awfully funny uh to me after you know and it's, and it's usually after you know either an episode of this or a posting on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And then you see other places, you know, doing the same kind of thing and whatnot after it's on here. And, uh, people tend to, or sort of like present it almost as like it's their original idea, I guess you could call it, or okay. something. And, uh.
0: And I think what kind of, I asked for was some, some example without naming names. Some examples, and I think one of the ones you brought up was uh, I made a comment uh, right after the new year with some of my plans, right? And yeah. one of those was to spearhead a new ninja boom, right? Because ninjas was kind of fallen by the wayside. This is this, you know, this really powerful thing that people could be learning from. And next thing you know, what was it? One, two, three, a couple of people, because you, you don't have any more time than I do. I mean, you're on my team for developing a lot of this stuff, right? We don't have time. You've got a job. I run the dojo. I've got a corporate consulting thing. We both have right. families, whatever. I don't have time to be jumping around on all these people's things, right? Um, so, but that doesn't mean that uh, word doesn't get back to me about things. But um, so, I, I don't, I don't. How did how did things pop up for you again? there's just you just like certain places and like some of the posts pop up, or um, do you go? You don't. I don't know. Do you go check in on
1: things, or just see what people are doing? No, I just, you know, I just give the the feed a, a a scroll through, you know, just whatever populates by algorithms and whatnot. Uh, obviously, with with what I with my interest in this and the training and everything, you know, I like a lot of this type of thing. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of my feet and everything, which right. is you know, for me better than most of the other craft that's out there mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. But you know, I don't go searching it out or anything. It's just whatever just comes up, up and I just scroll. Yeah, through I, the, I do the, I do the, the, the same
0: minute. thing on the, um, on like on the political side of things. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think what people understand so much is that Facebook and all these social media platforms, they've got these program algorithms where whatever you click on is what they feed you, right? So right. on one side, it's good because you can get, they'll automatically give you more of the same kind of topics that you are interested in, like need to do or martial arts or whatever, right? But on the downside is they keep giving you the same thing, but it's more like um, confirmation bias where, mm. the, you know, it's the exact same ideas. So, on the political spectrum, um, I, I'm more of a moderate kind of thing. My wife is on on one side. Uh, and so her stream looks very, very different from mine because what I'll do is, as a modern ninja, right, I don't need to have a whole bunch of operatives, right? I can have Facebook and, and Instagram and all them working for me, <laughs> right? So I'll go on a platform and I'll scroll down, and whether I want to read the article now or later or I just – I just want it to feed me stuff on both sides or, you know, whatever, right? Um, I don't know if this is what you do, but I click on things um, or I'll hold it for, you know, three seconds, 10 seconds or whatever. So because I understand how the algorithm works, right? Oh, right? And then next thing you know, people's stuff starts popping up on my, on my thing. So uh, like I said, on the political divide, I get a wide range of things because I want to see what people are saying in both directions, right? I don't want to get stuck in my own little bubble. Uh, but anyway, so that's what it sounds like you're doing as well. So the algorithm ends up sending you or posting things for you that that's much wider than just, uh, your own little mutual admiration society, which is what one of my teachers used to call it, which is, (laughs) you know, this is, oh look at me, look at us, our tribe against their tribe kind of thing.
1: Right. Yeah. Not looking for that. Hmm.
0: So, um, So, uh, topics have popped up, and then uh, at least one of these folks—they're—they're going to now spearhead um, uh, the next ninja boom as well, right?
1: Yeah, that's what it—that's what it said. Well, whatever. um,
0: What I want (laughs) to see—I want to see this magical thing called a business plan for making it happen. Because this isn't just, uh, if they don't think that Stephen Hayes and Hatsumi Sensei and whatnot, right, there was a whole there was a whole process for making that happen in the late 70s, early 80s, right? Um, now, they didn't have the internet to work with, right? They had more traditional media, right? But there's, there's a definite way uh, to do that. And I don't know that I'm going to. I mean, it's going to actually like happen happen kind of thing, but I'm going to be way much farther down the line because I'm on a quest to help as many people benefit from as much of this as possible. Well, you know that. I mean, you're, you're in on the planning stages and all that kind of stuff and all the things we have, right. If anybody goes to the online Ninja Academy website and sees the frickin' array of, of programs and all that. Um, yeah, but this is, like I said, this has happened in the past. Um, I remember once, uh, you and I were talking about this. I remember once, um, I had done an article and I think it was on knife defense. Um, and again, this was way back before like video was, YouTube was fairly in its, in its infancy and stuff. I mean, it was, it was popular, but not like it is now. Right. So articles were the thing. And so I, I, like I said, I wrote this, this article on, um, on, I, I think it was knife defense. Um, and I'm on this, on this, uh, old article, uh, Directory platform kind of thing called ezinearticles.com. And for all intents and purposes, it's defunct. I mean, it's, it's still there. People can still post articles and all that, but I don't think there's any support going on or whatever, which is why we're, we're repurposing all my stuff, right? But I've got what, five, 600 articles there that I wrote over the course oh, of a couple of yeah. years. Yeah. And so anyway, I wrote this thing and this other guy that's on there, um, just a general self defense instructor sends me this email, and he wasn't alluding that I plagiarized his article, but he insinuated that I I was doing what you're talking about people doing now, right? And so, you know, it was this, uh, I stay up late at night trying to figure out what I'm going to write about and whatever, and then, you know, uh, your article sounds an awful lot like mine. I mean, it's not like word for word, it's not like plagiarized or whatever, but like what you're saying and how you're teaching is I have no idea who this guy is cuz again I'm not following anybody else's stuff I just you know I'm here to teach and and to help people and the way I the way I write or create lessons or whatever is I see what kind of questions people have I see what kind of problems they're having if something pops up in class you know this um mm-hmm. you you made a mention about uh was it one of the Warrior Whiteboard Wednesday kind of classes that I did that you said well shit that was that was like the same stuff that you teach in <laughs> seminars or camps or whatever. And you just gave right. that to people, right? Yeah. Um, but that was that was all based on stuff that, you know, people have been having problems with or questions about or stuff that we can't fit into the context of our classes, right? Because we only have, an, you know, only enough, uh, enough time. And I, I have settled on hour to hour and a half classes for Black Belt Shinobi Kai, but hour-long classes because people have a life and – I get it, right? People want to have two-hour classes, three-hour classes, whatever. I used to do that as well. But fewer and fewer people can do that. And if I really want to help as many people as possible, then I have to find a a happy medium, right, that people will come to class and it doesn't eat a chunk out of their lives and they don't have to be the, the, you know, total dedicated. And what we find is, right, the people that really do, they jump into the shinobi Kai and whatnot, they're, you know, Stan and a bunch of these guys – they're in class like like yeah. sticky boats right I mean they're in classes <laughs> I post that we're doing a workshop seminar whatever they're all in uh, whatever I've got guys that that uh, are my long distance training students right and they their biggest the biggest um, issue is they don't live close enough kind of thing right but they're in for anything that pops up right so anyway but uh, i don't I don't follow people and I don't copy things this just happened to be one of those coincidental Kind of things. So he sends me this email, and so I go look up. I go look this guy up. He's on the same platform on this EasyArticles.com. I go look it up, and there's this article. I'm like, oh crap! All right, and and his slant, the, the 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 premise of the article was pretty close, right? It was it was pretty similar, right? Some of the suggestions he gave were. The same kind of things that I talked about, other ones were different. right? We have a good mix, right? What he was jumping on was, you know, I sit up late at night and I try to figure out what I'm going to write about when I come up with this thing and then, you know, I don't know if he was crying or whatnot. You know, just now I'm not the only guy saying this. But anyway, because um, I'm, I'm real careful. I, I never want to come across as the me too guy, right? Because it lowers you in the mind of prospective students or whatever, right? Somebody else teaches on something. And in today's world, like, I mean, how many different things come into your feed, right? Uh, Different podcasts, need to do other martial arts, self-defense, survival, whatever, right? And so that's got to be true for a whole bunch of other people as well, right? So if people see something happening and then other people come in afterwards and say the same thing, right? I don't think they get it psychologically that – they look like the Me Too guy and not the leader or the originator or whatever. Not that I'm trying to be anybody's leader, right? But I don't want to be that guy, right? I don't want to be seen as the copy. I don't want to be seen just like I don't want to be seen as the entertaining monkey either, right? I'm here to be an educator. I'm here to be a professional martial arts instructor, life coach, whatever. Um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be perceived um, a certain way. Not that we can't laugh and tell jokes and things like that, but there's, and it's not a fine line either. You've, you've seen a bunch of this stuff, right? I mean, it's just, it's not a fine line, right? So, but anyway, so I, I read this guy's article and I'm like, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about, right? So I, I just sent back an email going one, I don't know if you're trying to suggest that I plagiarize because our wording is completely different. Your style is different than mine, whatever. But, Um, all I, all I can say is if we both know what we're talking about, of course our articles are going to sound similar, right? What I didn't say was the difference is, is I didn't stay up late at night. This thing popped up in a seminar presentation that I was doing. And I thought this could be a benefit to a lot of people outside of the class, right? So anyway, that, so that, that was just one thing. And of course, the way it usually happens is I got no response back, right? There was no, oh, you know, you know, no harm, no foul. I wasn't trying to, whatever, right? We could have struck up a friendship. There could have been this, you know, cool thing going on where, um, we could have shared ideas, experiences, whatever, right? But, you know, um, I guess my response was, um, I tried to be as professional as possible, but, you know, I had to be very very clear that if we both thought what we're talking about then of course it's gonna sound the same we're giving the same kind of advice about this topic right um, I don't know how I don't know how that's copying well the copyright laws you can't copyright an idea right which is why there's you have a really cool movie coming out or a cool TV show and then you got a whole bunch of freaking cheap knockoff look <laughs> looking kind of things right <laughs> but anyway um We've talked about this earlier, but you remember um, Greg, and I'm not going to name his last name or whatever, but he was one of our original guys way back when I did that very mm. first online. It was like a 10-week course on the Ninja no Hachimon, right? And then at the end of it, that's how my whole online thing kind of kicked off because I kind of left the offer open that if you guys want to keep doing this stuff, then and that's how my program grew. I didn't like sit down and go, hmm. Joe Schmo, ninja guys teaching this thing and these guys over here to te- what I, I mean, I looked at, okay, look, here are the big complaints that people have. Here's what they say they need the most of, right? How can I do that with this kind of medium to create that kind of thing? So, but anyway, um, Greg was a, uh, a part of things for a good while. As a matter of fact, he helped us with like internet cyber structure stuff and, and all kinds of things. But um, he came to me at one point and said, I, I don't know if you know that this is going on or not. I find this kind of interesting because again, he was in the same boat. He's following a couple of, mm-hmm. you know, influencers in the art and, and stuff like that. Right. And um, he says, kind of odd. And it's been going on for months, right? This is not like a, you know, if it happens once or twice and it's kind of odd timing that's that's a coincidence. That's just like oh wow oh I, you know I remember that he, that guy taught on that or whatever right. Except, but the timing makes this kind of weird, right? That you'll teach on something, you'll do a kudan thing about it, or you'll you'll come out with this program, or you'll write an article or whatever, and within days to a week or so, this other guy has the exact same thing. And I didn't plagiarize it, but he's got same article or same video or same lesson or now it's his own program, but it's the same topic. And it's just like one right after the next after the next. Right. And I so I had to stop him just so I could be clear and say, so is this something that like he's doing it and I'm doing it? That No, 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 no. This is all one sided. Right, which becomes very obvious because he's a really, really smart guy. I mean, you, you remember Greg, remember, remember Greg, right? And very highly skilled, been in the martial arts for a long time. Um, huge bullshit detector kind of thing, right? And so this is kind of disheartening. I mean, not on my side because I don't care what anybody else is doing. I mean, part in part, I think that if somebody copies you, it's it's a compliment, right? But at the same time, I don't I don't know that people think about how much it undermines them if other people, if, if the people who are trying to influence, are seeing
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, the, the timeline. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. So, I mean, you came to me with this, and you were kind of chuckling about it. Um, but it was just, I don't know, we'll call it interesting, right? <laughs> we'll <call> it interesting. <laughs> okay. But anyway, um, so... Um, who knows? Who knows if it'll keep on going or whatever. Um, we also had that little bit of a discussion about um, other uh, other groups or whatever, and the way they're doing things, and this bullshit infighting and, and stuff like that. Um, the, um, how do we describe that? It's almost like two six-year-olds in a sandbox slap fighting at each other, right? <laughs> doing this kind of thing, right? Um, I should probably not do that because I saw somebody with a video or something that kind of looked like that. Um, But what we're seeing is that, you know, everybody has their own little group and their own little tribe. And then they have these mutual admiration society meetings. Right. And then what comes out from both sides or three sides or whatever the hell is going on. Right. Is they're all doing exactly the same thing. Right. They're blaming the other side for doing something and while what they're hitting on may be different or whatever, in essence, it's the exact same thing, right? They're doing this and da, 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 right? But meanwhile, you're doing the same damn thing, right? It just, it's just this back and forth. Uh, he's doing this and we're not. And by the way, I, um, take a step back, right? Um, and, then, again, this is one of those mindsets that my teachers beat into me, um, sometimes literally, to be okay with being the only one in the freaking room who's doing what you're doing if that's the right thing to do, right? And one of the things that, that I always thought was, was amazing about uh, Hatsumi Sensei and other, other influential social... Movers and shakers, we'll call them, right? Because they're in different fields, right? Ones who really are secure in themselves couldn't give a flying shit about what you say about them, how you attack them, or whatever. You know what I mean? There isn't this mudslinging back and forth, right? A bunch of years ago, way back, oh, you're younger than me, but um, probably the mid, I don't know the exact dates anymore, probably mid-80s, mid to late 80s, when there was one of the first spinoffs away from the Bujinkan, right? Um, it was actually a relative of Hatsumi Sensei. And, man, the the articles that ended up in martial arts magazines or whatever were just, like, flaming kind of things, right? How everything is done wrong, and it's it's bastardized, and it's this, and it's that, and all that. And, you know, of course there were a bunch of people on the Bujinkan side that decided that they needed to say something or, you know, there became this thing. But what was cool to me was even though the leader on the other side, right, was doing this flaming kind of thing, the worst thing I ever heard Hatsumi Sensei say, and it might even have been in print, was he always wanted to be in charge and now he is. that was it, right? There was no, yeah, but he's, and and he's doing that stuff, and and we're the right, you know, know, none of that, right? And that's what I saw with all of my teachers, right? They just didn't, they didn't respond to that kind of thing, right? It was information gathering. Um, It's kind of like when, when, uh, you know, somebody's yelling and screaming, Right. Most people feel the need to yell and scream back, right? Because there's, this, there's a certain personality type that's doing what they're doing, right? They may be condemning somebody. They might be yelling and screaming at them. Sometimes it happens in, in marriages, right? Somebody's like, ah, you know, because they're trying to get everybody that's, that's in the area to look at their, their target as being the bad guy, Right? And what they don't get is that only a small percentage of that group is going to have the same, have that kind of mentality. Most of the people are looking at them as some kind of raging lunatic. Do you know what I mean? Right? Mm -hmm. Is there someplace better for you to do this than, like, you're the the asshole here, right? I mean, what the hell, right? And they don't get it. And I, I think that same kind of thing is going on like here right let somebody let that person yell and scream or whatever keep doing what you're doing because that speaks more to professionalism and and you know this this fudoshin everybody talks about this stuff everybody supposedly teaches on it right fudoshin is this and and whatever right this immovable heart and you know you're not you're not uh, easily swayed you know, by emotional attacks and, and all that kind of stuff, except that, well, you're teaching it, but you're not living it. So, how are you any different than a school teacher or a university professor or whatever that's never worked in the field, right? So they convey the lessons, you know, kind of like a, a university professor that teaches business administration. Right. Or business management or whatever. Right. It's never worked in the business world, never owned a business, anything like that. They're teaching it, which is fine. Right. So teaching all these principles, but they've never they've never done it. Right. So if you said, hey, I got this business opportunity, come be my partner. You know, all this stuff about business. Right. Um, The anxiety level is going to go way up because now they're being called on the spot. Right. But that's that's what that's what is, is being seen. And as I've gone through the art, these folks that have always done that kind of thing, right, have been the, we'll call it the negative role model example of be careful, right? As a matter of fact, um, what was that, what's that, uh, that meme I just posted? Um, it was a Marcus Aurelius quote, and I, I posted it a long, long time ago, and I'm recycling it, um, The goal in life – something like the goal in life is not to – is not to fall in with the masses, um, but to be careful that you don't – are you pulling it up?
1: Yeah, the object of life is not to side with the majority, but to escape finding oneself, joining the ranks of the clinically insane. Right. (laughs)
0: Um, one of the biggest things that we were warned against always, I mean, we, you know, we had our dojo, we had our group and all that kind of stuff, but you know, one of the things was train from, or get insights from as many different teachers as possible so that you don't get one narrow fixed view, right? Good. Cause the art's that big, right? Um, but also the warning was to not fall into the trap of becoming a member of the mutual admiration society. Right? Where, you know, we're the cool gang, right? They're wrong and, and whatever, right? Um, because it just, it narrows everything, right? And that's so non-ninja-like, right? What you want to do is become that observer and information gatherer and whatnot so that you can see things as clearly as possible as opposed to being the, cause this, this shit that's going on now, how is that any different than the Cobra Kai strike first, strike hard? you know, uh, whatever. Um, if, if you don't toe the line, we're going to beat you up, except that these people aren't, well, some of them are calling people out and and, and they want to schedule fights. And they really, me thinks in an attempt to be the top guru in ninjutsu or warriorship or whatever, somebody's missing a couple of lessons. But that's it, not for me to... And that's why we're not naming names. We're not calling anybody out or whatever. This is just, you know, um, it's just where things are. So anyway, um, and that's why there was the warning on the little uh, slide that I put up, right? Um, so we'll, we'll see if uh, over the next week or so, um, articles or blog posts or whatever, uh, Facebook posts or whatever, End up, you know, I'm I'm the new target or the new flavor of the day or whatever. Um, like that's somehow going to make me like do the what was that movie? Uh, the crying game. I'm going to like crawl into my bathtub and curl up in a fetal position and cry myself to sleep or you know, whatever. Uh, just that, that just it just. One of my teachers used to say when when people would do stuff like that, right. They would just kind of turn and and look and just mumble, like, thanks for proving my point kind of thing, right? Um, Because people have a hard time not being what they've engineered themselves to be. You know what I mean? What they've conditioned themselves to be. So they can put up a facade to act differently for a little while, but that, that doesn't last long, right? What lasts is authenticity and integrity, right? Being, you know, being... Being what you say you are, you know, walking, what's it called, walking the talk, that kind of thing. So, anyway, was there any any other uh, notes of interest that uh, that you popped up on or, or that you came across?
1: Mm-hmm. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. All
0: right. Did you, did you, I don't know if you have the chat open on your side. I don't have it open on mine. Any questions or comments or I'm full of shit? Anything like that <laughs> come in uh, while we were chatting about that stuff. Just so, so people are clear, um, I, I, I have, I do what I do, and I do what I do for a reason. And I'm not here to please anybody. I, I mean, James knows, and a bunch of my guys know. Michael from Michigan, that they what they what they know is that when they say even if they say thank you for something or um how many times during a, like a test right somebody will get promoted oh sensei thank you well thank me you earned that i don't give anything right um that, that that's not a thank me for anything um but when i'm helping somebody they're complicit in their in their help right so um and i can give you lessons i can give anybody lessons but what has to happen you're the one that has to go do something with it, right? You're right. one of my teachers. Um, <laughs> he, man, he you could hear a pin drop when he actually did this at one of the seminars at my dojo when I, when I hosted him. I brought him in. But I heard this all the time, so it wasn't, like, shocking, right? There was just a couple of my peers uh, at, the dojo, at, the, at the dojo during this thing where we just kind of, like, smiled and just kind of looked at each other and nodded. But everybody, oh, just because everybody wants everybody wants the 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 teacher to give them that golden nugget, you know what I mean that that secret key that's going to do everything, right? But he opened up the seminar the same way he would remind us on a regular basis, right? Um and I don't think I can say certain things that he would use in class. But what he did with this one was he said, um everything that I'm about to teach you is shit. And like everybody just froze. we didn't pay to come to a seminar for shit or bad information or whatever. And then he qualified. He said, look, you know, I'm going to teach these lessons, right? But until you go and do something with them and prove to yourself that they work and you make them work for you, like you just sent me that big old frickin' (laughs) that (laughs) that, uh, thing about the breakfalls and, and stuff like that and how you're making that transition and it's you're going from left brain to right brain, and meanwhile, like part of your brain's watching shit happen, while the other one's doing it. But you're not consciously controlling the process, right? That's that's where we're going with it, right? Now you have something to look for, because up until that point, me teaching about it and talking about it was like you know Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. You know, you heard the words, right? right. But anyway. Um, what he said was, you know, until you, make, until you own this, until you make it work for you, this is just shit. And what I see a lot of, and I don't know if this is your experience or not, what I see a lot of it is this back-and-forth bullshit that's going on is people, back in the, in the 80s and 90s, it was Sensei said. They were talking about Soke, right? So he taught a lesson, and you know somebody was in a class, and Sensei said, and somebody was in another class, and Sensei said, and they would argue because they were opposite right? Like, you know, Sensei said take bigger steps. Somebody else would be, oh, bullshit, Sensei said take smaller steps. This fucking, you know, and every once in a while I'd have to speak up, but it wasn't an argument thing, it was a did you ever think that maybe Sensei was talking to you as an individual? Because if the teacher's helping you, right, there's a class lesson, seminar, workshop, class, whatever, there's this class theme. Here's the, here's the general topics. But when I come around to help you, right, I might have to say, your steps are too small. Take bigger steps. Or your steps are too big. Take... But I might have to go to somebody else and say the exact opposite because their mistake is the exact opposite. These wing wingnuts will get, they'll, they'll have these little slinging contests back and forth, right, because they're both trying to be right. They're both trying to be ultimately right. They're both trying to find that unquestionable, you know, whatever. And even if they even if they say, that's not me, I'm not trying to do that, right? The number one rule in sales is if you have to say, that's not what I'm doing, <laughs> maybe <laughs> you also believe that you're worried that that's what you're doing, right? So you just never say those things, right? You don't, you know, like if I... If I were to make a call to somebody and say, "Now, I just want to give you some information. I'm not trying to sell you anything." In their head, where did their head just go?
1: You're trying to sell something.
0: If if you weren't trying to sell something, why did you even say, "I'm not trying to sell something"? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Just. Right. Yep. Just, but everybody wants to be everybody wants to be king shit, but everybody focuses just on like the physical skills or whatever. And I get it, right? I mean, some people have knowledge. I mean, some people can tra- translate Japanese. Uh, so I, I can't do that, right? I rely on a bunch of my friends. That's what a ninja networks is for. I rely on a bunch of these guys that have skill sets that, that I don't have, right? Um, but don't confuse this piece of knowledge with, it's kind of like a, my, my wife has always worked in healthcare. And, um, one of the biggest things she runs into is doctors. Who have a bachelor's, master's, doctorate degree in medicine, confusing the fact that they have a broad base of information or a very specialized base of information in this realm. Ego thinks that they're smarter than everybody else about everything else, right? And it just, it becomes this, just this dumb shit thing. And people, nothing makes somebody look dumber than Trying to, you know, trying to push these buttons. Anyway, so all right, what else we got? Um, I, I think we should probably jump into the into the warrior thing. Did any, any 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 comments or questions or anything come up? We lost a couple. Yeah, there's off. some couple of people off. And by the way, I'm okay with that because to me, that's somebody um, qualifying or disqualifying themselves for whatever's going on,
1: okay? There were some comments that came in while we were chatting. Like back, uh, Jeff Perry said, confirmation bias leads to selection bias, and selection bias leads to bad intelligence.
0: There you go. Absolutely, right? So uh, I think uh, one of the other quotes I just made was, um, I'd rather have somebody tell me the harsh truth, no matter how bad it felt, than for somebody to blow smoke on my ass, and for somebody to lie and sugarcoat it so that it felt good, right? Because I can fix truth. If there's a problem, and I'm clear about that problem, the truth of that problem, I can fix that. How the hell do you fix a problem that all the information is bad about that, right? I mean, that's a huge thing. You know, I, I do this corporate consulting stuff, so. Um that's a big problem. Like when CEOs or senior VPs call me, right, often they call me in because they need somebody with one, a fresh pair of eyes, and two, somebody that doesn't give a shit if they don't like what I like what I have to say. Because they need the raw truth and everybody else is filtering stuff and trying to protect them from what's really going on because they're gonna they're gonna try to handle it. And meanwhile, the problem keeps getting worse and worse and worse, or it never goes away, right? They throw Band-Aids on it, but it never goes away, right? And it's the same kind of crap, right? So, again, everybody talks ninja and everybody talks ninjutsu, but really 99.8% of the people, their focus is on ninpo at best, but taijutsu, which is... Okay, great. Uh, martial fighting and all that. But what about the rest of the art? What about, what about all this stuff that's supposed to make us a certain type of person? Right? So, anyway, what else we got?
1: Uh, Nick Foote said, techniques and strategies will be similar. There's only so many ways you can skin a cat.
0: There you go. I just said that the other day in class, didn't I? There's only so many things you can do with a human body, only so many things you can do to a human body. So often people will come in that have other martial arts experience. They'll come into the dojo or they'll they'll come into a seminar and they'll go, wow, that one that one looks like Aikido, and that one looks like uh, you know, whatever, right? And um yeah, the problem is that those things were separated out, and so they're operating with very contradictory principles and concepts. The cool thing about this system is that the concepts and principles are are unified, right? The perspective or the the key principles. Like, we're all we're, we're all operating with the same key principles for combat, right? And the way to handle things. But what happens with the... And I'm I'm just going to say the nine schools, even though there's how many, right, that are actually in the system, everybody wants to focus on nine, because that's what Soke had... That's what Hatsumi-sensei had Soke-ship of, but Menkyo-kaiden of, you know, whatever, right? So, um... What, what ends up happening is each school will bring certain principles or concepts to the forefront for that particular school, right? But they're all still in there to some degree, right? Um, and, again, all the schools were context-driven and stuff like that. So, okay, good call. What else?
1: Well, there was a question from uh, based off of last week's. From Ronin Kaido, you mentioned the book Foundations of Tibetan Mysticism last time, and he wanted to know if you could recommend any other books by Lama Anna Garika Govinda.
0: Oh, <laughs> you're <laughs> killing me! God, I want—I just want to say what I tell my 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 uh, uh, my uh, teenagers: the magic two-word mantra. Google it. Um, <laughs> um, he had one on mandala that was pretty deep. But often when, when people go looking for like mandala books or whatever, what they want is they want the map. Right? And this happens in our martial art too, right? And again, th- this is where the mudslinging comes back in again. Um, when I do like a Mikyo training. Right? And we're covering where we're, we, we move out of the 18 preparatory steps and we're moving into, depending on whether we do Tendai or Shingon perspective, right? We're moving into Kai model or Kongokai model or whatever. Um, people want to memorize each of the characters in each of the halls. Like by doing that, they, they got it, right? Um, Want to read about that? Uh, there's another one, uh, "Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism," um, by Chogyam Trungpa. That I would highly recommend before you even read um, anything else by Anagarika Govinda. Right, "Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism." Uh, Chogyam Trungpa was a was a, a Tibetan monk who immigrated to the United States uh, in the '70s. Early 80s, something like that. I think it was the 70s, right? And all of his books are basically transcriptions like the the Buddha's first disciples would have written down his stuff, right? Uh, So they're all transcriptions of lessons that he gave, just these oral teachings, right? And then um, in many of these, I, I can't remember if cutting through spiritual materialism is this way or not, but often at the end of chapters, there will be significant Q and A kind of things going on, where a certain student or attendee will have asked a certain question and then answered a certain way. Um, but the whole premise of uh, cutting through spiritual materialism is uh, kind of encapsulated by this one uh, this this, uh, this one chapter where it, it discusses the three lords of mind. Um, that's uh from tibetan stories and um uh, one tends to focus on like the physical realm and the physical world another one focuses on intellect you know so i'm stronger so i'm i'm the better guy i'm more agile right my Tajitsu shit yours you know your sucks or you know whatever right um you got uh the lord of mind so now these people play intellectual games right i'm smarter than you you know um whatever, right? I know more about this than you do, uh, which is really funny because uh, people will you know, the, the eyebrows will go up because I'll be teaching these things and I'll go, there's this one kappa, uh, we're going to do this thing and well, what's it called? Mm, shit, I don't know, let me go look it up, right? I have to open my notebooks or go through my, my binders and stuff to find this But na- You don't know the name? Well, again, just the ones that he had ship above. We've got nine schools each one has what? Three to eight freaking scrolls in it. And there's, you know, all these things. Why do I need to know that, right? Why, why do I need to know the name of it? Why is the name important? Again, another one of these lessons that I got from teachers. Um, as a matter of fact, one of them, the one that used to always say, um, uh, what, I'm about to teach you a shit until you own it, right? He would say, I don't care if you call this freaking technique Fred, Sue Ellen, Bobby Jean, I don't care what you call it as long as we're all on the same sheet of music. Right? So is there something that you can often learn from the names of things? Sure. Right? But until you can do it, the hell does it matter? Right? What's it matter what its name is if if you can't do it? Or if you're so fixated on it that you can't adapt, you can't apply it in the real world. Right? You're only a master in the dojo. Right? Um, anyway, so the then there's this third lord, which is the lord of ego, and the lord of uh, the lord of ego. Uh, well, it's actually ego. All of these things. It's the lord of spiritualism. That's what it is. Uh, we're lord of spirituality. So this, in, in each one of these things, ego resides, and it, that's ego's focus. So one is physical, what things look like, shape, beauty, physical prowess, whatever, right? In another one, it's intellect and decision making, puzzle solving, all that kind of stuff, right? Cause that's where it's, it's where it's strong, right? And what's, what's interesting is that these things match up to the three primary bullying types too. But anyway, we won't go there, right? Cause that'll just ruffle other fucking people's feathers. Oh, did I just say that? Oh, shit. Sorry. I gotta stop swearing. That's just fucking terrible. Anyway, so, but the Lord of Spirituality, what that one does is it grabs a hold of and memorizes spiritual lessons so that it doesn't have to do the work. And so it can appear to be pious and spiritual and all that, right? So it wants to shortcut the lessons, right? And so part of bringing ego under control is in facing your own demons, right? Where, is, where, where does your fear lie? Where's, where's all the stuff going that makes you lead a certain way, right? Why are you not okay with expressing that your vulnerabilities are, right? What makes students smile in class is when I go, if the fat old bald guy can do it, you should be able to do it, right? So if I can be flexible, right, whatever, right? So uh, now most people would go, oh, you just called yourself, well, I just stated a truth, right? It's like somebody, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll post a video and somebody goes, this guy's fat. He couldn't possibly, I... there's plenty of other people that jump onto things, but if I were going to say anything, the only response that comes to mind is, "That's it, seriously. That's it? that's all you got, right?" I mean, like I'm, you're gonna make me feel bad about myself. That's that's your plan, right? So um, maybe that works on other people. So uh, you know, go play on that that corner of the uh, of the schoolyard. So, but anyway, um, but the premise of that whole book is about how ego works and how it will create a cage for itself so that it can rule that domain and then, you know, hold that out as though it's, it's the thing. Right. But that's, that's another good book too. Again, not Anagarika Govinda, uh, but uh, this other book by Chogyam Trungpa, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. That's a, that's a must read uh, for my students who are working on um, handling internal stuff. Okay. Anyway, what else we got?
1: I don't see any other questions.
0: Hi to everybody. Actually, nope. already said hi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually, uh, is
0: Chris on? Because I want to, So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually just posted the questions. <laughs> Chris <laughs> is my Let's question say. guy. I
0: love my question guys.
1: He says, "Sir, if you reveal your weaknesses, does that make you open for attacks from all?"
0: Huh? See, this goes back to a pretty this back, goes back to an early lesson, right? So, by exposing my weakness, who am I exposing my weaknesses to? That's the context. If I'm going to expose my weaknesses to a bad guy, that somebody that wants to do me harm, why the hell would I do that? That's like leaving the doors and windows open in your house so that they can throw a Molotov cocktail in. Right. But I want to expose my weaknesses to my teacher so my teacher can help me fix those things because obviously whatever I'm doing and whatever I know about fixing it isn't working. And the reason I have a teacher or a mentor is so they can give me an alternate perspective and they can show me things that I didn't know I didn't know. Right. Um, one of the, this one, this one pops into my head. One of the quickest ways to make a teacher go away, right, is to use these two words. What are they, James? I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I come over and I fix something and you go, I know, right? Now, if you don't follow it up with something like, um, I oh, know I keep doing that. Um, I'm, I'm trying to fix it, da da, da, da da you know, whatever. Here's what I'm doing, right? Am I at least in the ballpark? That tells me you're thinking. But if you're just dismissing them with a quick, <laughs> I know, right? Then if you have a good teacher, they're going to go, oh, okay, and walk away from you, right? You obviously don't need any help, okay? So then the question is, why the hell are you with a teacher that can't help you? If you already know everything, one, why the hell are you making mistakes? Because you know everything, right? Two, if you already know everything, why do you have the problems that you have or your level of success, isn't where you would really like it to be. And three, if you know everything, why the hell are you with that teacher? Because they're obviously not challenging you, right? So I don't think people listen to the bullshit that comes out of their own mouths personally, right? Which is I have always chosen to be with the toughest teachers, the ones that will tell me, look, Again, I had one one once seminar. This was for black belts only, and people were doing some dumbass stuff. And he stopped with it. This is like an hour into the seminar, and he stopped everything. And he said, "There were let's just say there were more than a couple of four letter expletives that came out, right?" And he said, "If you do not believe that this stuff works to handle self defense situations," Without you adapting it and adding boxing or taekwondo or XYZ or tic tac, what, if, if you don't think this stuff works as is, why the hell are you here? If you think it needs to be modified, you're in the wrong place and there's the damn door. And then he just stopped and stood there. We must have stood in silence for a good freaking three five minutes, whatever. And he said, okay, if you're still here, I guess we can get down to practicing then, can't we? But if you're going to continually mix stuff together and call it something, it's not that it won't work. It's just not this thing. Right? But if you're going to do that, there's the damn door. Right? Everybody wants to sign up and be appeased. Everybody, Eagle wants to be patted on the head and told that it's the prodigal son. It's, you know, it, it knows everything. Right? Um, and that, those are people that are, that are slinging shit. You know, the, what's that one line from the one, uh, little, uh, kids movie, right? If you have poo, fling it now. Right? Everybody has poo, right? But what, what, what's the context of that statement? Right? They got nothing else. They've got nothing else. That's like the teenager going, whatever. Or, or dropping a, you know, the F bomb or whatever, right? It's you, man. That's just a sign somebody's got nothing else. Right? It's also the sign of somebody who's not freaking studying, researching, practicing, asking their teacher questions, obs- observing things, working on personal things. They're wasting a butt-ton of time on stuff that doesn't affect their growth, but it certainly does distract them from all the important work they should be doing to fix themselves, their situation, their Skill proficiency, whatever. It's just, but we keep dropping numbers. I'm really, I'm either boring the shit out of people or pissing them off. So let's keep going. <laughs> All right. So my answer to Chris, and Chris is another one of my question guys. So uh, this is where Q2T10Con comes in. All right. If I'm dealing with a bad guy, what I should be presenting now. Hopefully, you're working on. Fixing weaknesses. Hopefully you're working on fixing limitations and things like that, right? And there's this thing in Mikyo that that will will help with this a little bit, right? Um, But this cute Tenkan, right? Disguising truth and falsehood is presenting your weaknesses as strengths and presenting your strengths as weaknesses, okay? That keeps everybody off balance because they're never going to attack you the right way. Right? But here's this cool thing for Mikyo. If I present my weaknesses as strengths and my strengths as weaknesses, one, it keeps me humble as shit because I'm not gonna be puffing my chest out about all my strengths, right? It's going to cause me to back off on those. It's gonna put more attention, my own attention and observation, on my weaknesses. And I may find that my own self-imposed limitations Break down, and my limits are actually farther down the line than I, than I assumed them to be. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Keep me straight on this because if it makes sense, (laughs) I almost (laughs) said if it makes sense to you, (laughs) that's you're here. You're 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 my direct feedback. That's what I meant. (laughs) See, but my my brain works that way. It works in multiple directions. So (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) I'm like, shit, there's there's certain personality types that are going to take this a certain way. There's other personality types that it's going to go right over them, and there's other personality types that are going to be like, oh, no problem, right? I just have to make sure that the personality types that I'm going to offend are the ones that I'm okay with offending. You know what I mean? So I'm okay with that, right? Um, You're never not going to offend anybody. But anyway, let's get back to the strength and weakness kind of thing. Everyone's afraid. If if ego's afraid to bear weaknesses, then that's already a problem, right? Because I can't possibly be authentically me if I'm not okay with those things. Like, one of my weaknesses is, you know, I'm 59. I'm sporting an extra 50 pounds, right? Right. Um, there's certain things that I can't do as well anymore, right? But if I recognize that that's a part of the transition and and and, and change, right, through life. Hatsumi has always said, if you're 20, train like you're 20, right? If you're in your 30s or 40s, train like you're in your 30s or 40s. If you're in your 60s, train like you're in your 60s. But there's a whole bunch of people trying to come off, they're in their 50s or 60s or whatever, like they're still in their 20s. Well, good luck with that because... As much as my brain would like to convince me that I'm that way, all I have to do is get up in the morning or be sitting working on stuff like this and then stand up to go and the arthritis in the knees and the hips go, "Mm, we're going to need another 8 to 15 steps to get back into a state of equilibrium, right? So um, that's why, you know, for me, a lot of my training shifted to more like uh, junin, middleman, and jonin. I'm in kind of thinking and positioning myself and all that because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not cut out anymore to be the Ganyan running out, climbing walls and, and all that kind of stuff, right? As, mu- as much fun as it is, um, there's a whole other realm. And that's the cool thing about this art, right? In a lot of martial arts, you're a senior, right? You're in the senior division, right? Which means you start getting handicap points somewhere between 32 and 35. Holy shit. That's, wow, I guess that's normal when most average people start going, uh, I need to start getting ready to carry my rocket chair and, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Well, we've had him in the dojo with parents at, like, 28. Well, if I were a little younger, I'd give this a try. Well, oh, shit, when I mean, you're going to get that recliner or that geriatric chair, you let me know, I'll go carry it for you because I wouldn't want you to hurt yourself, right? But, um... There's a problem with authenticity and and, and things like that, right? So um, it's not about setting yourself up. Be authentic, but at the same time, be aware of what's going on, right? So, I mean, if somebody comes in on one, right, how difficult is it to flip that like it's really a strength, like you had been fooling them the entire time? The only one that knows the truth about your strengths and weaknesses is you. This this goes all the way back to that really, really, really old admonition. Know thyself. In the Togakure school, the very first skill set comes at the beginning of everything else. Seishin teki, personal clarity. But everybody wants to be the master, but nobody wants to start at the baseline where they are. And as teachers have reminded me over the years, you cannot get there from not here. <laughs> what needs to be fixed? Where's the gap? Right? In the corporate world, we call it gap analysis. Where are you? Where do you want to be? What's missing? What do you need to close the gap between here and there? Right? So besides that, I know, Chris, I, I know what your background is, right? <laughs> Not that you're that, that person anymore, right? But you remember the days when, you know, you covered up the weaknesses and all that. I mean, teenagers are really good at this. Lots of adults that still have an adolescent mind are really good at this too. But, um, you know, that, that's why at a certain age when you know you're not going to be as fast as a 20-year-old, you're carrying a knife or you're carrying something else or you've got other things set up that they don't know about. Right. So either way, this is that, that can be a whole other lesson, but I highly recommend, um, where are those lessons, James? Ninja mind program, um, first seven steps on the path of a Buddha for those who want to take that even farther, by the way, for those of you, I'm completely transparent. They're both the same program. One just uses a spiritual context that would make other people go, I don't want to do that. Right. Um, and just lays it out as ninja mind, right? But it's, (laughs) <laughs> um it's kind of like when I when I take this stuff into the corporate world. If you think that I'm teaching corporate people in a workplace violence context, this is Ichimonji no Kamai, this is Jumonji no Kamai, we're going to control the Kukan, right? What the hell? That reminds me of the that you know that one book that I have. Um I we, we used at title for a while, the science of self-defense. What was it? Uh, the karate myth, right? <laughs> yeah. So I wrote this. And I had a whole bunch of people contact me and go, this is really cool, but have you ever thought about writing this for, like, you know, ninjutsu people? This is literally what happened in my head. What they wanted was for me to rewrite the book and put the Japanese words back in. Like, it is written for ninjutsu people. It's the same stuff. But apparently their ego needed to see kanji in the book, they needed to see ancient pictures, they needed to see. Now if I was a, a business charlatan, shit, I'd have rewrote the book. If that had sold me more copies, I probably should have. Yeah. Just I will give you money if you write the book this way. I don't have time for shit like that. Right? You need those th- that's seriously, right? You're training to protect yourself against a freaking bloodthirsty killer. And you're only going to train if somebody throws some Japanese words around, whips up a kanji or two, and we're in black pajamas with split toes, split toe socks. Okay. Fantastic. I know how I can make me lots of money. And then people should really think about who they're giving their money to, right? They're giving their money to people who have made it look like. There's a bunch of people online that, that are in different countries that they have everybody dressed up in, like, movie ninja costumes, and they're doing dive rolls and all kinds. That's 90% of their class, right? And, man, they've got a freaking dojo full of... I must be one dumb individual when it comes to marketing because I'd rather have fewer students that are, like, serious and focused than people that are more interested in looking like a movie character. Whatever works, right? Whatever works. Maybe we should make some changes. It would work. It would work. But then the people that are serious about it would be like, eh, see, now he looks like one of those McDojos, and he looks like uh, whatever. What else we got? I don't know if that appeased Chris or not, but you know what, Chris? You come to class. We can carry this on later.
1: (laughs) What else? Let's be about it for right now. Okay, I got to go back to work. Mike was having signal issues, so he's going to watch it uh, okay. later. All
0: right, so let's kind of round this out with a couple of other – because I, I, I peppered in some lessons I was going to separate out. But let's do it um, with just a couple of other things. What I wanted to talk about was like this whole warrior thing, right? And so uh, James and a bunch of people that have been to seminars or been to online programs and all that know that I very often start off – either the whole seminar or whatever the lesson is, by looking at the kanji, right? The way the Japanese or the Chinese originally built this thing, right? Because they're like hieroglyphics, right? They're picture words for the most part, right? There, there's some that, that are not, but they're picture words. And so, you know, when we look at James, lift yourself a little bit so the nin pops into, into screen there for those who are watching on video, and for those of you listening on Apple and all that, well, I guess you should have been on video. No, I'm kidding, right? So it's not going to matter, right? But he's got this nin symbol, right? And it, the nin, this perseverance and all that is, thanks, you don't need to strain yourself any more than that. If they didn't see it by now, they're not paying attention, right? So <laughs> anyway, um, so there's these, these two uh, kanji that are brought together to represent perseverance, right? There's this blade over the heart, right? And it conveys this idea, right, that even though the enemy holds his weapon or his blade, at my heart, in some context, uh, some of my Chinese friends that are not in the martial arts um, tell me that from their perspective, it's, a, it's even though the enemy holds his blade in my heart, which is an even greater challenge, right? You imagine people in your life that are holding you hostage with things like love or compliance or guilt or shame or whatever, right? So their blade is in my heart. And yet I will still persevere, I will still survive, I will still endure, I'll still have patience until I can act. Because sometimes you can't, right? You're kind of stuck and you can't, so you need to wait for a better time. What most people do, though, is when they can't, they take that momentary can't and they make it a, well, I'm stuck in life. I just, uh, there's no way for me to do this. Well, I can't help you. I can't give you a different mindset. I can't motivate you. You want me to motivate you? Let me, go get my, let me go get a sword or a gun or a knife or something. That'll fucking motivate you, right? Let me hire a couple of thugs to jump you in a fucking parking lot, right? Maybe you'll come to me with better questions next time, right? But that, that's not me. I, I'm not that guy. We joke about that in the dojo, though, a lot, don't we, right? Students will be like, well, do I have to test, <laughs> right? So I go, look, this is a self-defense school, right? You got two ways to test you on how well you're going to remember this stuff or function under pressure. I can do a structured test, knowing how people think about testing, right? Do that. Or I can hire a couple of thugs to jump in a parking lot, and me and a couple of the other black belts are going to be behind the Chevy going, oh, shit, got to work on that, right? And as soon as I frame it that way, the people are like, okay, I'll take a test. (laughs) Because, you know, perspective is everything, right? So, but anyway, right? The, the kanji for Boo or Moo, right, for martial, it's a part of the, the word for warrior, all that kind of stuff, right, um, is this, this character. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to hold it up for the, for the visual, folks. got a little notebook here. Let me just do it this way. I was going to do a big frame and all that. Um, for those of you who are, are listening on Apple Play or Stitcher or what else are we on, Spotify, whatever, right, um, just look up the kanji. Um, for Marshall, or this kanji for Boo or Moo, right? Um, uh, let's see. This way, this way, this way. So, looks like this, right? Oh, get in front of my freaking camera. There we go. Looks like that. I know, it's my rough thing just with a ballpoint pen kind of thing, right? Okay. So, it's just kanji, right? For Warrior, right? But this kanji is actually two kanji brought together, right? So, flip chart here. I should have done frames, but either way, right? So there's one that's an old kanji that's not used very much at all anymore, right? It's an old one. It's been modified, right? So let me just draw this thing out. So it's this part right here, okay? If you can soften your gaze and kind of recognize that this um, this is a picture of something, again, like Egyptian hieroglyphics, right? It kind of looks like a castle abutment, right, with some arrows flying over it. See that? Okay? So this is the kanji for conflict, right? Again, it's an old kanji, right? So for conflict, right? It's like a battle raging, okay? Conflict, okay? Right? And then there's this other kanji that's actually still in use today, right? This one. Right, right here. Right? Okay. So this is the kanji for stop or cease or halt, that kind of thing, right? Um, if you've ever been to Japan, there are signs that look like that. There are stop signs. <laughs> There's the kanji for cease, halt, stop. Okay. So one of the very first lessons I got in this art was in understanding the job of a warrior. Okay, yes, warriors fight. Why? Okay, yes, warriors engage in conflict. Why? Okay, so fight, conflict, stop. What? Wait, stop. The hell, right? So, what does the boo or mu kanji really paint? Let me just flip back here because I was about to draw it again, which would have been stupid. Okay, so if we put them together, we have this idea of a warrior's job, which is to stop conflict. Now, is a warrior willing to engage in conflict? Yes. When? When everything else has failed. When the bureaucrats haven't been able to negotiate peace, when everything else has fallen apart, the nonsense has to stop. The oppressors have to be stopped. Whatever, right? Our way of life has to be protected. Whatever, right? So the job of a warrior, the flip side to the learn all this cool stuff, right? Punch him in the throat and dislocate his shoulders and all that kind of stuff, right? The flip side is the real job of a warrior is to stop conflict. Not to pull all this BS that's going on where these people are just mudslinging back and forth and they happen to pick on each other, right? Or two, what it really is is two freaking egos just banging together like two sheep on a freaking mountainside slamming into each other until one of them is too freaking dizzy to talk or walk, or whatever, right? So, again, if we look into this a little bit more, right? Um, and then there's this whole idea of class, because remember in the thing, warrior class, I put class in quotes, okay? Because I'm not talking about the warrior class as in a caste society. What I was taught from my, pe- my teachers, from what we said, say, on down, right? Is that you better carry yourself with some class, some dignity, right, carry yourself in a way that shows that you are professionally minded, right? You don't have to have a vocation that's a quote-unquote profession, lawyer, doctor, accountant, whatever, right? But I don't care what your job is. You can be professionally minded, right? You can carry yourself with dignity, right? You can be a classy person. I think we, uh, James, again, you're going to have to help me on this because you've help me in the background with all these things. Was it a kuden or was it one of our weekly coaching calls with, with the, um, the, the platinum guys or the inner circle guys um, where I was talking about, uh, uh shit. Where, where'd my brain just go? Uh, shit. It's gone. Um, it'll come back. Don't worry about it. My, my, some timers just bumped up to half timers, I think, but it'll come back, right? So anyway, Um, but it's it was about the way we carried ourselves, right? Hatsumi Sensei has said things that really, it, people want to ignore it, they want to dance around it or whatever, right? Um, you know, things like, uh to be called a ninja is to be called a true lady or gentleman. You've heard this one, yes, okay? So, okay, great. But what is it to be a lady or a gentleman, right? To be called this thing, and it's not like flipping it, like somebody going ninja. Yeah, well, that's that's like a gentleman, man. So screw you, right? It's not that kind of thing, right? It's <laughs> yeah. somebody's highlighting these things. Same thing with warrior, right? He's talked about um, it's it's our duty to be rich, to be wealthy, okay. Because you can't, you can't take care of yourself and influence major things without resources, right? So people don't want to hear stuff like that, right? People don't want to hear things uh, about Mikyo or meditation or whatever because they've decided that they're a devout atheist, <laughs> if you can be a devout atheist. But you know what I mean? So any talk about anything that might hint in that direction, ooh, I don't want to do that. I can't wait uh, early summer we're supposed to be back in the in the house, so I'll be so glad when I don't have to listen to this thing in the back and you don't have to listen to it. But anyway, um, but here's a little history lesson, okay? Warriors, the warrior class was part of the upper class. right? They were they came from money, okay? And contrary to all the all the bullshit history things, right, ninja were like these farmers, and you know, they may have been living a certain way. But, right, it's like spy operatives that are running a bookstore or whatever. Right? Careful what things look like, right? Because in ninjutsu, nothing is ever what it looks like. Right? But ninja families, as a counterculture, doesn't mean rich warriors, rich samurai... Poor farmers, right? That's like some of these militia guys that think they're going to take on, they're training to take on the best-funded, trained, and well-equip, well-equipped military in the frickin' world. Unless the Army goes, dude, we're on your side. It ain't happening. You better find a better way to do what you're doing, because, no. <laughs> all I need to do is bring one Abram in, fire up the freaking mountainside where you're living, and it's all over, right? So, but anyway, right? It's just this bullshit misinformation on top of mis- misinformation. And it's bad enough when the rest of the world misunderstands what we're doing, which is perfectly okay, right? But when you're supposed to be learning this stuff and, tra- and living it, but everything that you're doing is based on Misconceptions. It's one of the reasons why I came out with the Ninja no Hachimon program, right? How the hell can you study something that you don't even know what it is, right? Or you're studying it based on half truths, right? So, high class, warrior class, right? Come from families of money, but during those times, that culture was all wrapped around. It was another one of these cultures, just like uh, ancient Greece and Rome and and uh, uh, Europe before the black plague and all that kind of stuff made serious changes necessary right you had a, you had a social structure where the firstborn son inherited everything right so unless they died right second born thirdborn whatever right second born thirdborn you had two choices two choices in a wealthy family you could become samurai Samurai. Samurai comes from the word samurai to serve. Okay, so samurai means one who serves. What are you serving? You're protecting the family. You're protecting the family fortune. That's why there was that big fallout after the invasion of the Huns. Uh oh, my internet did a weird thing. All right? Are we good? In- anyway, so um, so because warriors before that part, before that point, were Paid by the spoils of war. Well, what happens when you protect your homeland? There's no spoils of war, right? So there was this huge revolt where the samurai who were protecting all this money and wealth and all that decided, no, 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 no. We're going to take over. That's when the shoguns started coming. All that kind of stuff, right? So what you saw was a shift from samurai to bushi, right? So... Um, So it was more like a shift from those who were in service of to protect to where you got these knights that are in charge, right? But anyway, so you have these samurai, right, that are protecting. Or if you don't want to be that, then you're going to be a monk, right? So you're either going to protect the family fortune or you're going to help everybody get into the next realm after death. Uh, and that's how you're going to serve, right? So there's this responsibility to carry ourselves like we are somebody. And I don't mean bullshitting either because your life is is an open book, right? When people look at it, right, it's everybody can see, right? So how do you carry yourself, right? Chris, for instance, right? Chris often, more often than not, right? I mean, you're not going to see me walking around, and again, you can dress any way you want. You can, you can do anything you want, right? As my teachers like to remind people, right? You're a grown-up. You can do whatever you want, right? It's what you've wanted since childhood, so have at it, right? But you won't find me in less than a polo shirt, right, and nice nice jeans, nice slacks, whatever, right? Um, because of how I see myself, Right? Uh, have people giving me gifts, you know, world's greatest grandpa, stuff like that. Yeah, I'll wear it, you know, uh, every once in a while to a family picnic or a private gathering or whatever. That's just typically not the way I carry myself in the, around the world. Yeah, I'm not telling you how to dress. I'm not telling you how to carry yourself. Pick a style and stick with it. But that doesn't mean that because you wear um, a T-shirt and ripped jeans or uh, shit kicker boots or whatever... That you need to carry yourself like you're not worth anything more than a janitorial job, okay? And even if you have that kind of a job, does that mean that you need to carry yourself and speak as though you decided to stop learning anything in sixth grade? It's just there's a disconnect, right? Like people have a snapshot of, for lack of a better word, lazy, and that's what they're going to fit into, right? So. You know, there's an old adage, right? You dress for success, okay? The reason I choose some of the pictures that I do on the on the, uh, the Kuden uh, things, right, when you see these things, right, um, is, is to make a point. I'm going to bring this thing up again, right, the show's uh, picture, right? Is my mic still coming through? should be. Yeah, okay. So armor. I don't know what your relief system is or if you've even given this, this any thought, but that shit ain't cheap. <laughs> that's silk cords. That's satin and silk clothing. That's, you know, metal and and, and artwork and, and stuff like that, right? That is not cheap, right? Being a warrior, dressing like a warrior, doing martial arts in Japan, it's friggin' expensive. I take people to Japan. I remember taking a group to a, uh, to a Kudo hall one time. And introduce them to the teacher and all that, and not they're not in the bujikans, right? Introduce them, and we we're discussing things. And as a part of it, I pointed out, right? They have this dogi, this top, right? And then they have this ha- this hakama, and tabi, right? And they have a bow, and they have a couple of arrows, and a quiver, and they have a carrying case and whatnot, right? And I pointed out that it cost these people hundreds if not a thousand or more, just to step on the dojo floor for their first lesson. Took students to a, to a shop because they wanted to get Hakama from Japan. Well, they got Hakama, right? They got the cheapest pair of Hakama they could walk out with. And those Hakama were a hundred bucks. And that was in... Shit, when was that? 2004. I'm betting they're not still a (laughs) hundred bucks. Okay? So, you know, and I get it. I I get it, right? I mean, we're not there yet, right? And finances, and I get it. But the question that any good teacher should be asking you is, what are you doing to change your situation? What are you doing to progress? Or are you just going to piss and moan that everybody else needs to fold and give you your fair share. Because it's not fair that I'm not in a position to be able to afford that. Okay, well, not today. What are you doing to change that? Okay. This is a this is an art. Warriorship is about personal responsibility. Okay, and yet, I, I, I see one of the things. The very first seminar that I went to with my very first teacher in this art, who was the top guy in the country, right? One of the things that popped me in the face, and I knew I, I had some growing to do to fit into this group. Cause I highly recommend that anybody, you want to grow and you want to grow fast and you want to, you want to attain to higher heights, then get out of the freaking groups that you like to hang out in that make you feel comfortable and get into a group where they're all better than you. In a lot of different ways, right? Because if it's the right group, they're going to help pull you up. If it's not, go find another damn group, okay? Because they're not there, gonna, there to help you anyway. It's another fucking uh, mutual admiration society, right? They're going to they are going to pull you up, okay? I'm constantly asking my, my students questions, um, not just about martial arts, but about life that make them extremely uncomfortable. Is this or is this not true? He's, he's already nodding his head. Yeah,
1: this okay? is true.
0: Punch him right in the heart. Okay? And and never, ever forget, well, now I remember what the question was, right? Something I brought up, and I can't remember if it was a kuden or if it was one of the online training things with, with the inner circle. Is that one of the things I learned from one of my mentors and outside martial arts, right? Is that you look at your five closest friends or associates and recognize that you are the sum average of that group. Right? You're the average for that group. Now look at them. Take a good, hard look. Okay? you can't get where you want to be from inside of a group that's not already all moving in that direction right in in armikyo we have this this sankye right the triple triple refuge right you take refuge in the in the the aspiration to become enlightened right you take refuge in the teachings and you take refre- refuge in the sangha the group of fellow practitioners right this is exactly where our student creed came from i believe in myself Right. I'm confident I can accomplish my goals. Right. It's the aspiration. Right. I believe that I'm worthy of this and I believe that I can do it. Right. I believe in what I study. I'm disciplined. I'm ready to learn in advance now, today, and I can do it without anybody else poking me in the ass to move me forward. I'm disciplined. Right. But I believe in what I study. I believe that these teachings, these lessons can, once I get them, Make me the person I want to be. And I believe in my teachers. I show respect to all who help me progress. So this is not just about the teachers, all who help me progress. It's also my fellow students and all that, right? This is a support group of like-minded people moving in the same direction. Okay, But what direction are you heading in? And is it all the directions that you need to go, right? Will it make all the changes you need to make? Or is it just going to make you a cool, powerful fighter? And if that's all you're aiming for, then ignore everything else I'm saying. Okay? But that, that was the thing. So was it a past coup then or was it a – do you remember?
1: You did mention it on a past coup then, yes. Did I? Okay. And I'm sure it came up in the class as well.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, in whatever group you're in, you're average. right? You should always be striving to the, be the best one in that group, to outgrow that group to outgrow that teacher. Right? And if the teacher's growing as well along the way, you have a hard time outgrowing the teacher because the teacher's got way more momentum, but you should you shouldn't outgrow a teacher that's also studying. But you should never you never you should never train to be the average in that group. Right? Not if you're not if you're on a growth path. Comfort is the poison of success. Every time you're comfortable, every time you say, I know, every time. And these are not my lessons. These are, I mean, they're now mine, right, because I've come to understand them and recognize the, the amount of hardship you have to go through to get there. But either way, right, this is not an easy path. If this were easy, everybody would be doing it, right? And don't, don't assume that just because we have a lot of people doing it, studying, practicing, they go to dojos, they're in training groups, they're a member of the Bujinkan or this or that ninjutsu group or warriorship group or martial arts school or what. Don't assume that all those numbers, that's everybody that's doing it. Never, ever, ever forget the 80-20 rule. 20% are doing 80% of the work or studying or focusing on 80%. And I, I, in all honesty, I don't think it's 20 uh, 80 20 anymore. I think it's closer to 90 10 or 95 5. I strive to be in the 1 to 2% that everybody's been taught to hate. That's not just for finances, that's anything. If people aren't hating on you, you're not doing enough. You're not making them uncomfortable because you're working hard. If you're making everybody comfortable, congratulations. You've set it on being just like them. Mission accomplished. Okay, I got one life, and no matter where I go after this one is over, I got one of these. I don't let anybody who has no idea where they're going, or who has an average mindset, or is manipulative, dominate, and what they, they don't get to live. They, they're not living my life. Why the hell would I let them control it? Which is really ironic, right? People get into this art because they're like they're like the lone wolf kind of guys, right? And yet, <laughs> it's kind of like, kind of like nonconformists want to believe that they're not a member of a group. You are a member of a fucking group. You're a member of a group called nonconformists. It's how people can mar- market to you. Oh, I'm not in a group. Well, just because you're not spread out all over, the, just because you're spread out all over the world doesn't mean you're you you do not have a similar mindset. Right. So it's the same thing. Right. So these lone wolves that have to like champion a cause or because their guy speaks a certain way, they're going to get into what is it? uh, Open mic night or open forums or uh, Q&A's or whatever. And instead of asking questions about growth and progress and all that. Right. Like our inner circle groups. Do I let those things um, degenerate down into he said, she said, or even talking about what anybody else is doing, or because nothing else matters. The student's growth matters. That's it. Right? Well, how would you do it? I say, well, this is what I've done. But we're not talking about me. I'm talking about you. Where are your roadblocks? Right? Stop trying to copy me. Take the lesson and personalize it. Right? Okay? But anyway, right, they've got these things and and then they waste all this time bashing everybody else or trying to set themselves up as being the top dog. Anyway. All right. I see we're dwindling down again, so um, we should probably wrap this up. Uh, any other questions or comments that have come in?
1: No questions. Chris did have a follow-up comment okay. from his question. that He just said, I've had friends that have become enemies that I knew – Knew my weaknesses, and I had to act like the weaknesses no longer existed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good call. Because right. remember, right? I mean, we'd all like to believe that our friends will always be our friends and our family. And, and people get resentful because, like, they were my friend, then they turned on me. and Well, you know what? People can turn on you because they have a medical condition, and they took a med that screwed with their freaking brain. Right? They didn't mean to. Right? Or they age, and they end up getting some kind of freaking debilitating thing. Or life just ended up sucking, and you don't understand in the way that they needed you to understand. Or how about this one? You didn't hang out with the group, and you became a better version of yourself, and they didn't. And now it pissed them off. Right? People will attack you for not towing the line. And the closer it gets to you, I know I covered this kind of stuff, right? Right? You got to worry about, most people train because they're worried about stranger-type attackers, right? But what about friends and family? Do you ever give any thought to the fact that, that some of the attacks that are happening are because of love and they actually are concerned about your well-being, right? Don't do those things, man. That's going to hurt you, right? You you can't have your cake and eat it too. you need to right do these things right for your own safety and financial well-being and whatever right They're not they don't think that they're trying to hurt you but from my perspective if they're trying to knock me off track for where I'm where I'm going, right if they're not already there, they can't help me get there right That's why I trust my teachers and my mentors that I've chosen right they're, my teachers and mentors aren't guys that just run a class and teach stuff. My teachers and mentors are always chosen because they are already doing to a high level and a high degree what I want to be doing. Just because some jack wagon's running a class and has a certain color belt around his waist or has a cool program that's teaching you how to be better at, not unless you're producing the same kind of results that I want to be producing, you can't help me. Right? Okay? And it's not that I don't take advice from priests, but if a priest has never been married, I'm not taking marriage marriage advice from a priest. I'm not taking parenting advice from somebody that doesn't have kids. Not to say that their ideas might not be valid or whatever, but they might just be parroting from a book. Okay? Have a couple of kids running around screaming, destroying your freaking house and property and biting a cat and <laughs> whatever on a regular basis, right? <laughs> and they tell me <laughs> that I shouldn't talk to my child a certain way or give them a time out or punish them or, you know, take away their stuff until they behave a little better. Or, oh, now you're getting them to conform. Yeah, my job is to prepare them so they can get their ass handed to them when they go out into the, in the society. Okay. Well, everybody should be able to do whatever they want. Really? That's called chaos and that's called. What's the other word for that? Uh, um, anarchy. Anarchy. There you go. Yeah. Anarchy is a good idea to people that want to just do whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah. Th- but they're safe within a social structure that's not anarchy. Because true anarchy, somebody felt like stabbing you in the freaking throat today. They should be able to do that and get away with it. Uh, yeah, No. You want to live that way? Go off to the frickin' mountains. Go off to the desert. Go someplace where, you know what? No other human beings have to worry about you <laughs> doing dumb shit, okay? So, or go build a commune and have them drink Kool-Aid or whatever, okay? So, <laughs> why well, don't want to be the leader? There's too much responsibility in that. Shut the hell up. Because warriors have a lot of responsibility. Okay. This is, this is what's talked about in, in Buddhism a lot, and most spiritual things, right? Everybody wants all the good stuff without any of the bad stuff, right? I want, to, I want to be great. I'll own a house, and then I can use that to, like, get loans, or I can have this house and show it off to people and all that. Yeah, when shit starts breaking, and you have to fix it, and you're not paying rent to a landlord, and it's his property, and he has to fix it, or she has to fix it, Okay. You can't have anything good without the bad, and bad always comes with opportunities too. You just have to have the mindset that's right for that. Right? So anyway, all right. Um, See, we didn't. I don't think we bashed anybody, do we? I don't think so. It's not necessary. I'll, I'll wrap this up with with the last lessons that I got. And that, not lesson, but the one that stands, uh, sticks out at the most at the moment, right? Um, one teacher said, and you, you translate this any way you want, right? Just leave them to God, right? Leave them to karma, leave them to whatever, right? Um, our, there, there's a poem that we have that leads the openings and closings in the Bujinkan, right? Uh, starts Chiaibu, whatever. It's just it's this whole, uh, poem kind of thing, right? And it, it's, um, It it talks about uh, these shakes and and purifications. It comes from Shinto, right? So it's really related in that direction. But you have to understand what the symbolism is pointing to, right? And what this poem is about is without the right mindset, without the right heart, without the right understanding, you can win a couple of battles, but eventually your ideology will eat you. It'll burn you up, right? You'll, You'll eventually lose and you will lose big time because you can't outrun universal justice. You can't outrun karma, right? And to borrow an ending line in a movie that was really uh, influential, I mean, it had to be influential, or I would have remembered it, right? Be careful what you uh, pretend to be because in the end, you are exactly what you pretend to be. At the end of my emails, I, I, most of my messages, I, I sum it up with uh, just this spin on that same thing. Right? You are exactly, you are either exactly what you want to be, what you aim to be, what you intend to be, or you are exactly what you've allowed yourself to become. Choose. Okay. This is about mindfully and with a lot of direct, commitment and action, creating the life that you want to be living and having the skills necessary for protecting that life. Unfortunately, most people in this art focus on the protecting part, but if I ask them if their life was worth protecting or what about their life was worth protecting, it would all go back to nothing other than ego not wanting to die. Takuma Sensei, Hatsumi Sensei's teacher, said only those who truly have something worth losing can ever understand what it means to be a warrior. These are the lessons. Be classy. Be, Be somebody that doesn't play the same bullshit games That everybody else is playing. Be in that position where you can watch all the monkeys. You can visit the circus, but it's not yours.
1: Right?
0: Be the bodhisattva. In the world, but not of the world. Rooted in the same shit and living in the same thing that everybody else is living in but you don't carry yourself that way because that's not you. And if it is, you have a choice. Keep running around justifying your bullshit, convincing yourself that you're not what you are, or make the changes necessary. Okay? The only things you cannot do are the ones that you think you cannot do because that's not me. All right. Anything else before we wrap this up? I left James uh, just up this whole time. We can he can just be like one, stoic whole time. He just like...
1: go ahead. Just one question <laughs> came in from Philip that asked if that is referred to as the duality principle.
0: The duality principle? No, the duality principle is ego's attempt to to because ego can discern. This here, from that over there, right, it's, um, we need it, right, to navigate the world, right, to get places, but the duality principle run amok is where ego assumes itself God, and I know nobody would ever admit to thinking that they were God, but ego assumes itself God and then judges everyone else compared to me doing it right, and unless they're doing it my way, then they're wrong. How about trying this for a week? Assume that everybody in the world is enlightened, except you. And they all have something to teach you. Try that for a week. Because every time your judgmental thing pops out, it's speaking more about you than it is about them. Okay? So, I don't know. There's lots of ways to give things a try, but either way, right? Before we start fixing everybody else, how about if we double-check ourselves? Anyway, that's all I got. It's not easy. I keep myself in a constant, constant state of discomfort. James knows every time I get close to something, I go, okay, next phase is, we're going to work on that. Yeah? Yeah? Every time we start wrapping up a project or whatever, and he, or somebody asks me a question, I go, mm, I'm still working on that myself. Okay, Painful, isn't it? <laughs> it's is what it is. Right? But, Sensei, can I take a weekend off so I'm not hard on myself? You can take a lifetime off. Isn't that cool? That's part of being a grown-up. Take off whatever time you want. You can cheat, you can lie, you can steal, you can do whatever you want. But you're not free from the consequences that those actions create. And since I'm not where I want to be yet, I guess I'm going to have some more long late nights. James and Drew and some of these other guys on my team are going to be getting emails at 2, 3 in the morning. They'll see it when they wake up or later in the day or whatever, but I have to get them out because i got to get it out, right? Otherwise, what will I be doing? Basing my productivity on their schedules. Now, I don't assume that they base their schedules on my productivity. But we do have weekly meetings (laughs) (laughs) to make sure that where we're supposed to be for that week, right? Do it at your time. And it's okay if you don't want to be on my team. I like to think that the guys are on the team because I'm heading in a direction that's going to benefit them, that it's self-serving for them as well. Because if not, I don't know what the hell they're doing.
1: <laughs> yes, Sensei. Yes, Sensei.
0: No. No. I don't need those kind of people. As a matter of fact, I won't put those people to the curb. <laughs> All right. Anything else?
1: No, sir. That was it.
0: Fantastic. Well, in that case, since we've done almost another two-hour bullshit session, Let's wrap this up. Hopefully this was productive. Hopefully it was of value. Um, If not, don't keep hanging out. Right? You could have spent this time, if you're not gaining lessons and insight that you can put to use, as far as I'm concerned, you've wasted your time. Because I don't need groupies. I don't need disciples. Okay. What I do need to fulfill my life purpose is to be surrounded by people who want what these lessons can give them. And if they think they can get that from me, great, I'll help. If not, there's other people that will want that, right? Don't feel bad. Find a teacher that will give you what you want. Hopefully that teacher is giving you what you want as a way to keep you around longer so then they can get you what you need that ego would be resisting against. Lesson one for a teacher. Give them what they want so that you can get them what they need. Because if you're forcing what they need down their throat and they quit, guess what? You can't help. But if you're always giving them what they want, you're not helping either. Because all you're doing is reinforcing what they already are. What the hell did they come to class for? Make you feel wonderful? Right back to Mutual Admiration Society. But that's also why we have different programs at the school, right? These people are wrapped in cotton, right? Easy lessons, that kind of thing, right? Hopefully they'll see what the other people are doing and want to do that. These people want to put up with enough hardship to get to, oh, I want that skill set because I'm worried about being attacked. And then I got another group that they're just some weird, (laughs)
1: because
0: I don't treat them well at all. I mean, we do, but... If you're screwing up, the the corrective responses from me are not the same as the other two groups. Would you agree?
1: I would agree. What the hell is that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's not with a smile on my face either. I have stopped the entire classes, have I not? Right? You freaking people are killing me. If you're not going to get this shit straight, there's the damn door. We'll just call class tonight. We'll come back again another day and try it then but I paid for this class. Thank you very much. You kept the lights on. <laughs> okay. Don't join the wrong program. Anyway, all right. I'm not here to be, I mean, same, same thing with my kids. I'm going to be friendly with you, right? Hang out and do, we do family-oriented things. We do little trips and study things and little gatherings and, and things like that, but There are certain things we don't do because I honor the teacher-student relationship. I'm not here to be your best bud. I can't do what I am supposed to be doing. I can't fulfill my responsibilities as your buddy. So if you're looking for a buddy, somebody to make you feel all happy and all that, then you need to go find somebody else. Clown in a ninja outfit. Or whatever. Okay. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Can't wait to see all the hate posts and stuff next week. Because I pissed them off and now I'm the flavor of the day or the target of the week or whatever. Anyway, which just speaks volumes about them because they will notice it. You'll see it. I'll see it. Whatever. And what are we going to do? Keep on with our freaking day. All right? So if you're going to make me feel better, you're going to get some kind of response out of me to feed your egocentric need for some kind of thing, you're going to be the lunatic in the parking lot doing what you're doing, hoping everybody else looks at your target. And anybody that's looking and on your side, you deserve each other. That's so I have some sense. I've always said, bad teachers deserve bad students bad students or ones that want to be disciples or whatever, they deserve each other, right? Good students, good teacher they deserve each other. The sad part is that people that are on the right path are always questioning. They're always self-checking, and there's always a healthy level of doubt about what the teacher's doing to make sure they can they're with the right person on a regular basis, right? The people that yell bullshit about my stuff have no world experience. The emails that I get from people that are like, that, that want more, these are the guys that are like military, law enforcement, whatever. The ones that would be the first ones to create, to, to yell bullshit if I wasn't doing something that was, that was right. Right? But, you know, everybody des- you deserve what you get based on your karmic actions. Make sure that's what you really want to be deserving of. If you want to be told you're right, that's easy. You're right. There you go. <laughs> Alright? That's it. That's all I got. Okay? My, I, it's like our trips to Japan. I don't spend, what, 3,500 to 4 grand a trip for Hatsumi Sensei or the master teachers over there to go. You got this. Shit. I go to fill notebooks. Stuff that I need to fix and work on till the next trip. I don't go learn the stuff so I can go back to the dojo and show it off. I do have Japan recap seminars weeks after I get back. And it's a data dump for me because it helps me recall some things. And then what do we do after that seminar, James? In class, we're right back to the same stuff you were working on before the seminar. And if you show up for it, great, and if not, but too many people go to Japan, learn stuff, go back, and then that's what they're working on in the dojo. It's no wonder the Japanese instructors always say that Westerners have lousy basics because they're constantly working on stuff they have no business working on. And that's the stuff that the teacher should be working on for themselves because it should have exposed holes. But instead, they're dropping all this money so they can have higher rank and... Bragging rights. Congratulations. You know how students that wanted a high ranking teacher with bragging rights. Congratulations. All right, that's it. That's all I got. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything else to throw in here? Because I know you're you're gonna see more stuff popping up on your thing, but we're not gonna mention this stuff ever again. He just brought it up. You know, I just brought I thought it was worth mentioning that um I very slightly care that people are doing the same things the same way or they start throwing out the same goals because I don't need you getting in my way. But at the same time, I'd be more than willing to team up with you to to accomplish the same goals. I don't need to be the guy. I do need to fulfill my responsibility to get these lessons out to as many people on this planet as I can so they can be safer and live more valuable, more fulfilling lives. I'm not happy to team up with anybody, but not going to be anybody's crony. And I'm also, I don't make good competition. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Okay. So, but that being said, I do appreciate that people feel the need to copy what I'm doing because I obviously must be doing something right or they wouldn't be copying it. Yeah? They'd be telling me how much full of shit I am. Maybe they'll do it now. Maybe we'll (laughs) just find (laughs) it. Okay? Or maybe they won't because then they'll be like, you know, oppositional defiant, right? He wants me to do that, so I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Anyway. All right. That's it i'm gonna i'm gonna go now all right so there's nothing else all right guys if you showed up for this great if you're watching the recording fantastic uh we appreciate you as listeners and all that um go over to your favorite podcast uh things too because i know a lot of you guys watch this thing live go to the podcasting things apple uh where the hell are we apple tunes spotify blueberry uh stitcher radio
1: google pretty much anything major
0: pretty much anything major right so go in, even if you've already listened to the recordings or whatever, hit like or whatever, um, subscribe to things, uh, get on the subscriber list, that kind of thing. That way we can um, kind of know who and what. And if you have questions, if you have topic uh, ideas or or whatever, right? You'd like to get my take on on things or whatever. You always know, submit things, and we may not be able to get everything on every show, but but we try to make sure those things happen. And if you uh, send in things, uh, at least send at least a, a shortened answer for you if you have a question about something right um, to get at least get you started with it and then we can go from there excuse me all right i really am done this time right so <laughs> if we do that i'm going to hit the trailer and let it all be done all right so how about if we just do that this is me shutting up now get more of kuden radio subscribe to your favorite podcasting site or subscribe at modernninjawarrior.com